Orlando InfoPod, the podcast for all things Orlando. Do you love vacationing in the magical world of Orlando, Florida? Do you need information, news, laughter? Well, this is the podcast for you. We have news, views, and information that will help you have the best vacation ever. Available on eight platforms. Find us on Facebook for all the links.
yes, it's a small world. What better song could we have to start the show off with? You are listening to Orlando Vacation Radio, episode 67. I'm your host for the evening, Peter Harper. And we've got lots and lots of stuff for you to listen to tonight. And we've had the limits taken off. Because we're not restricted to 45 minutes anymore. So the shows will be round about the hour mark, or if we get carried away, maybe a little bit longer. But on the whole, they'll be round about one hour long. So we got we won't be cutting songs off at the end with me going, oh, we've run out of time because it ain't going to happen anymore. Right, chat room's open. We've got plenty of people in the chat room. Who've we got in there? We've got uh, James Mucky D. We've got Amanda Coleman. We've got. Timmy Tinsley, we've got Mandy Gobby Bryson, and I think that's it at the moment, but there will be more joining as we go on. Right, let's get on with the show. We're going to start with Mr. Tim Tinsley himself, and this one should interest James McDougall. This is Man vs. Shopping. Good evening, Peter, and all you happy campers at Orlando Vacation Radio. Tonight, I'm going to talk to you about shopping. Lots of people love the shopping in Orlando, and we see loads and loads and loads of posts about the latest overpriced Disney merch, the bargains in Bath and Body Works, or what has been found in the darkest corner of Five Below or Dollar Tree. However, there's a forgotten group of shoppers that rarely gets a mention, and in today's politically correct world, and not wishing to offend the snowflakes or the woke generation, I'm going to temporarily identify with a spanner and call this group the Snap-on Shoppers. You know, those that like to look at tools, big TVs, hunting gear, gadgets and perhaps even a craft beer or two. Orlando is a positive smuggler's board for this group of shoppers and you can get serious tool envy while browsing some of the stores and aisles. The first place you will probably end up is Walmart and Target, but these just provide an appetizer to the treats that can be found in the dedicated stores. Normally tucked away towards the back of the store, away from the makeup and Disney tat, you will find several aisles of automotive, DIY, tools and electronics. My tip, grab yourself a Starbucks from the entrance of the store, leave the rest of your party browsing those less interesting aisles and head to the back. If you're lucky and have picked the right store, you might even find a good selection of sport or even hunting gear to browse. So now you've got the wetted the appetite, it's off for the main course. Let's start with TVs and gadgets. Here, a great store to find is Best Buy, and you will find one near either of the two big regular malls, Mall of Millennia or Florida Mall. It's like an unruly teenage version of Curry's PC World, stuffed with oversized, supersized TVs, mega loud in-car audio and a whole stash of other goodies. If you're unfortunately dragged into the Florida Mall, don't despair because all is not lost. You'll find an Apple, Microsoft, Bose and even a Tesla in here. While you're at the Florida Mall, you also have both Dick's Sporting Goods and Sears, which are worth a look. Dick's Sporting Goods, which incidentally used to be called Dick's Outdoor World, which gave rather dubious results when searching on the interwebby, has a wide range of sporting stuff depending on your interest. You'll find running gear, hiking, fishing, hunting and everything you can possibly do with playing with balls. 
such as golf, football, basketball, etc. A similar store is Bass Pro, and this is near the International Outlet Mall, which has a great boating section in the store. While Sears is a department store, its saving grace is a fantastic tool section. You can get serious envy looking at all the tools in the aisle and realise how pathetic the British tool is compared to the Americans. Whilst you're in Sears, head over to the barbecue section because you'll find some fantastically big and brutal barbecues here, very much King of the Hill style. The big daddy store for tools, DIY and garden stuff are the two chain stores, Home Depot, and it's Depot, not Depot, and Lowe's. These are huge stores full to the rafters with stuff you would never know you needed. You'll find several around Orlando and they're often next to the strip mall where you'll find other examples of things like Dollar Tree, etc. And these make for a handy getaway of, you go that way love, I'll go this. They make B&Q look like a corner store. And if you intend to do more than just browse the aisles, then you best have a decent luggage allowance since you'll very quickly exceed your weight limits. Lots of the stuff in there is very large and very heavy. Finally, after all that shopping, one place to visit before heading back to your hotel or villa is Total Wines. Whilst the store title is focused on wines, it also has a wide range of craft beers and spirits. Their range is simply spectacular and cater to all tastes and budgets, with an obvious focus on American products. They also offer in-store tasting to help seal that deal. Well, I hope that helps. If you're a closet snap-on shopper, why not head over to Orlando or Bust Shop Till You Drop group and share your passion for the obscure. Tim, or should I say, Amanda out. <laughs> yeah, Tim and Right. Yes, Tim. Uh, I've got to argue about the American tools being bigger and better than the British tools. I'm sorry. Just not having it. But another great clip from Tim there, and we look forward to many more. Yep, don't forget, you can go to Orlando or Bust shopping group and hear all about Tim's tools. Right, let's get on with the show. The chat room's bouncing along nicely. Uh, James McAdee is uh, pretending he's Mr. Macho. Mandy Bryson is being exceedingly quiet for a change. There's plenty of people in there, so if you want to come and join us, click that speech bubble on your speaker player and you can join in with the banter. Right, let's get on with the show. There's a place for vacationers who seek more than just a little time off. The ones who choose to go big or stay home. Where every amazing, despicable, Wizarding adventure reveals moments that are truly epic. This place is made for those who do more than just vacation. It's made for those who vacation like they mean it. Universal Orlando Resort. I am Sue Sutherland, and I'm here with Gillian Newman. Um, And we're going to talk to you today about the Orlando Info Zone and the It's Orlando Time Edinburgh Meetup which will be held on, I've forgotten already, the 16th of May at 2 o'clock. Okay, Julian, I'll hand it over to you, and you can tell us a bit more about it. 
So it's going to be held in the pub. Um, we have a, a lovely room that we're going to be putting it in and it goes out into the garden. So there's plenty of room for everybody to come. We're going to do a lot of stuff for the kids. We're going to have some Disney movies showing. We're going to do a treasure hunt outside. We're going to have a bit of a raffle going so we can raise some money from Dream Flights. So there'll be plenty for everyone to do. And obviously we sell food and drink. So it's a win-win for everybody. Hope to see you all there. And that's on the 16th of May. Excellent. And it's at the housing in uh, Queen, South Queen's Ferry in Edinburgh. Um, we've got a event plan on the Orlando Info Zone page. And there is something about it on its Orlando time as well. I do believe it's going to be Tony Fulham's birthday that weekend, so I don't know whether it's going to be that everyone has to buy him a drink, but I think we could share that out a little bit, couldn't we, Gillian? Oh, I think he has to buy the drink, surely. Oh, yeah, well, I like that idea. I like yes, that idea. Yes, much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no bother. Well, I hope to see you all there, um, and it's goodbye from us. Bye-bye. Oh, yes, I'm looking forward to that meet-up. It's going to be a blooming good one right we have got james he's going to be talking to us about saint augustine so james mcdougall take it away good evening members and welcome to another cracking episode of orlando vacation radio remember last week i talked about marine land just north of Daytona beach well, we are going to continue the road trip further north, stopping at the lovely town of St. Augustine. If you have never visited St. Augustine, try it once at least, as it is a little gem of a place. I would suggest at least a one-night stopover. Two is better, though. The reasons for this will become clearer in a bit. Again, using the Rosen International as a starting point, St Augustine is situated roughly to the northeast, approximately two hours drive away, traffic dependent. Quickest route being north on I-4, then north on I-95. OK, so we have now arrived in St Augustine, so where is the place I boot to stay at? There were many choices, but my personal choice is the best western bayfront. Scenic view of the inlet and close to the Castillo de San Marco and the Spanish Quarter with its many bars and restaurants. By day, I normally go on the red train tour, really to just save my aging carcass extra effort, to be honest, because, to be honest, walking is so overrated these days. Now, for the train, the day ticket is $24.93 for adults, and approximately $9.93 for kids is 5.11. Now, it was a bit like that I rode hop on and hop off all day with a day ticket. Obviously, you need to add tax on to that price, of course. The train drivers on the tour are very knowledgeable and will give you a good narration throughout your journey. There are many places throughout the tour that you will want to hop off the train and spend more time at. But now we are getting to the reason why you said do a stopover if you can. One of the stops on the tour is a San Sebastian Winery. A great tour and you get to sample the various wines for free. Remember what I said there? Free, i.e. no cost to the pocket. The samples are about short size portions, but with at least 45 differences to sample, 
you can see the direction this is taking now. Another stop on the route is the St Augustine Distillery. Spirits now, oh dear. Party of gems. Again, a large selection of different spirits to try for free. Half shot size now, but after the wines, well, you might be getting my drift now. Quality check done on the spirits. All good. We are now at the stage of singing our love song to my wife. In public, I may add. Here we go. Share a ball, a I love you. A few joke members will get that one. She would not impress, however. Don't know why. Anywho, after an enjoyable day out, it's time to head back to the hotel, have a shower, and get a few slaps from the missus for being, as she called me, an alcohol-induced nugget. I need to Google that. I don't know what that means. Before we headed out for the evening festivities. St Augustine is really vibrant and it was far too many good places to visit them all, to be honest. Or should I say, talk about them all. I will leave you with one of my favourites. Meehan's Irish pub and restaurant at Seafood Bar as well. It's literally next door to the Best Western with great food, a large selection of beer, spirits and cocktails and absolutely fab live entertainment. Well, many thanks for listening all, and I hope you all have a very pleasant evening. Good night. Oh, thank you, James, for that rundown on St. Augustine. But I must say, on behalf of all the listeners, never, ever, ever sing again. Please. So, you want to hear more about our Disney Resort hotels? Well, you came to the right place. You won't believe all the magical benefits you get. With more than 20 fun hotels, you get to pick your theme. You'll find the one that's perfect for your perfect Disney dream. We'll get you so excited that you'll never want to leave. The list of things to see and do is too much to believe. It's true. When you're staying at a Disney Resort hotel, the fun never ends. There are water sports, all kinds of sorts that fill the seven seas. Restaurants for bon vivants, such fine amenities. Since your resort hotel can be so near a Disney park, you could play all day with Mickey and see fireworks at dark. You want to spend even more time in a Disney theme park? Well, listen to this. Stay right here with us and then you'll get some magic powers. Extra time inside the parks, we call it extra magic hours. These extra magic hours happen every single day. It's all complimentary and extra thank you for your stay. Hey, check this out. It's called a magic band. Another cool perk you get when you stay in a Disney Resort hotel. We'll give you each a magic band, wear it on your favorite hand. Having up the fun when you're on the run, your magic band will get it done. Just pick the color best for you, orange, yellow, green, and blue. You can open up your door, use it at a store. You think that's cool, just wait, there's more. That's right. You can even use your magic band at our Fast Pass Plus locations. What's Fast Pass Plus, you ask? Come on, I'll show you. Get on.
As a guest of a Disney Resort hotel, you get first access to FastPass Plus service up to 60 full days before you check in. Flying into Orlando Airport? Then you get to experience Disney's Magical Express service. We can pick you up with our airport bus. Drop your bags and you at your doorstep. Plus, with the drive off your mind, leave your worries behind. Transportation, it's on us. Even after you get here. Take a monorail or a boat or bus. There's no fee, no charge. There's no mess, no fuss. With the drive off your mind, leave your worries behind. Transportation, it's on us. So we're all set. We hope you'll be joining us soon at a beautiful Walt Disney World Resort Hotel. Zippity doo dah, come down and play. We've got magic every night, every day. Plenty of fun times heading your way. Yes, you're gonna love this. Nothing beats a Disney Resort Hotel. It's a wonderful stay. Good evening everyone, it's Sue Sutherland here with your weather forecast. Um, what are we on? Thursday the 23rd of January. Wow guys, that's nearly January over. Anyway, we'll start with Friday the 24th and we have 24 degrees with a real feel of 25 degrees. It's going to be beautiful with times of cloud and sun. The guys in Orlando will be pleased to hear this because I believe they've had it quite cold recently. And at night... Oh no, we've got, wait a minute, not finished yet. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 50% cloud cover. At night, we've got 14 degrees with a real feel of 14 degrees. Mostly cloudy and mild and a passing late night shower. 0.5 millimetres of rainfall and 76% cloud cover. On Saturday the 25th, we've got... 21 degrees with a real feel of 22 degrees it's going to be mostly sunny zero millimeters of rainfall and 14 percent cloud cover at night we've got seven degrees with a real feel of five degrees it's going to be clear zero millimeters of rainfall and five percent cloud cover okay prizes to guess for those who guess what i'm going to say next yes those bonnie stars will be out tonight get out there and have a look on Sunday the 26th, we've got 18 degrees, with a real feel of 18 degrees, more sunny than clouds. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 34% cloud cover. At night, we have 10 degrees, with a real feel of 9 degrees, and it's going to be cloudy. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 99% cloud cover, so I hope you looked at those clouds last night, because you ain't going to see them tonight. On Monday the 27th, we've got 19 degrees with a real feel of 19 degrees. We've got times of clouds and sun and a couple of showers possible in the afternoon. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 50% cloud cover. At night, we've got 6 degrees with a real feel of 6 degrees. Mainly clear and chilly. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 16% cloud cover. On Tuesday the 28th, we have... 22 degrees, with a real feel of 21 degrees. Plenty of sunshine, that's what we like to hear. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 2% cloud cover. At night, we've got 7 degrees, with a real feel of 
8 degrees, mainly clear, 0 millimetres of rainfall and 10% cloud cover. So you should see those clouds again, guys. On Wednesday the 29th, we have 25 degrees with a real feel of 24 degrees, sun and clouds with a couple of showers possible. 0 millimetres of rainfall and 63% cloud cover. At night, we have 13 degrees, and it's going to feel like 13 degrees, but it's going to be warmer, obviously, than it has been the rest of the week at night. Clouds are breaking. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 85% cloud cover. And last but not least, we've got Thursday the 30th. We've got 23 degrees with a real feel of 22 degrees, and it's going to be mostly cloudy. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 80% cloud cover. At night we have 13 degrees with a real feel of 12 degrees. It's going to be mostly cloudy. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 80% cloud cover. That concludes your weather forecast for this week and I'll catch up with you again next week. I'll hand you back to Peter. I'm Sue and I love Mickey Mouse. Oh yes, Sue does love Mickey Mouse. I want to thank Sue for doing the weather for us yet again. Sue's going through a lot of uh, a lot of trying therapy to sort out her pains and problems, and I know it's taken a lot out of her. So I do appreciate you taking the time out, Sue, to do the weather for us. We hope that everything's going well and that you're progressing. As you would like to. Right. Who needs a drink? I do. But I can't have one. Because I'm doing a radio show. But. I will be having one at five o'clock. Which will be in about half an hour. Getting paid by the hour and older by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Lunch break is gonna take all afternoon and half the night. Tomorrow morning, I know there'll be hell to pay. Hey, but that's alright. I ain't had a day off now in over a year. I've been making vacations, gonna start right here. Get the phones from me, you can tell them I just sailed away. And boy, Something tall and strong Make it a hurricane Before I go insane It's only half past twelve But I don't care It's five 
would Jimmy Buffett do? Funny you should ask, Alan. <laughs> I'd say, oh, there's something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. that was Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett with It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Right, we have got a series of clips coming up over the next few weeks, uh, prepared by Kath Watson, Bob Watson and Becky Watson, of course. They are going to be giving us the positives and negatives of some of our favourite parks. Tonight we start with the positives from Magic Kingdom. So I'm going to sit back, I'm going to relax. And I'm going to enjoy listening to Kath, Bob and Becky. Good evening everyone and welcome to the Orlando Info Pod. You've got Kath Watson. And Bob. And Becky. And we're going to touch you today about the positives that we think about Magic Kingdom, the happiest place on earth. So I'm going to kick off with my, one of mine. And for me, it's arriving on the monorail or on a boat or walking. It's absolutely unique. Probably only one of the few places in the world you can get on all those different transportation and end up in the Magic Kingdom. Now, for me, I have to say it's wonderful. First time you arrive at Magic Kingdom, it is really, really exciting. You get there, you get into the car park, you get your tram and you're there and you go, oh, we can see it over the lake there. And the anticipation is building and you go, oh, should we get on the monorail? Should we get on the boat? Let's go on the ferry. And you go across on the ferry and it's a wonderful experience just building that anticipation until you're actually in Magic Kingdom. And then the next time you come, you get that excitement again. We go, we're going to go monorail this time. We did a ferry last time. We're going monorail <laughs> this time. And that's brilliant. I would have to say by the time you get to about the third or fourth time you're arriving, you, you do kind of just want to get there. But uh, for first time arriving, it is a wonderful build of excitement as you go in whichever form of transport you like. My favourite's the ferry. Um, I, I liked the walking, as you said, especially it's nice to be in hotels that are so close by. I think that's a great advantage of the Magic Kingdom is how close the, there are these hotels so that you can just hop on the monorail and then you're going to be there in seconds. Whereas you don't really get that with any of the other theme parks apart from 
Animal Kingdom Lodge in Animal Kingdom, but even then, it's it takes even it takes just as long, doesn't walk. it? You can't walk. No, you can't walk it. It's but, a bus. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, just to note that for walking, that is only from the Contemporary and Bay Lake Tower that you can actually walk to Magic Kingdom from. And it's such a quick walk. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own check-in as well. So leading on to the next one, then it's that feeling to actually get into Magic Kingdom or to get into any theme park, of course, you've got to go through security these days and have your bag checked. And if you're chosen, you might need a little bit longer for security as well. And the lines for those can be as long as queuing for a ride in the theme park. And then you have to tap your magic band, pop your finger on the um, the, the door to get in, not the door, but the turnstile, if you like. And assist someone else who can't remember which finger it is to get the right <laughs> finger. It's the wrong finger first time. Hang on, try again. <laughs> Hang on, get him, get him to have another go. Um, okay, let's, let's just rescan. Yeah, okay, we'll let him in through. So the stress then of making sure everybody's through the turnstiles together and you've relocated each other and you're all stood together. Once all that stress is out the way, that feeling that you're in Magic Kingdom almost is like a little wait. It's like leaving work on a Friday afternoon. You're ready to go and ready to enjoy the excitement. And you can hear that little tinkle of the music on Main Street as you're getting closer. For me, it's the moment that you've stepped under the railway that goes above the the entrance gate and you step through and you can see the castle isn't it smell the popcorn yeah and you go i'm here (laughs) yes it's that feeling i'm here and and that's what the popcorn is there for it is there for the smell they do sell it they're not expecting to sell much they're not trying to make money they it's the smell of the popcorn it's the sights it's the sounds you suddenly emerge into the magic kingdom Mm -hmm. The smells from that candy shop on the corner mm. with all oh, the sugar yeah. and, oh, yeah. And then you come around the corner and you look and you see the castle there ahead of you. And then everybody cries because they're so happy. <laughs> but you like the castle shot. I love the castle. I love the photos you can get from PhotoPass of the family in front of the castle. This, this is one of my favourite things from the Magic Kingdom. So many of the photos that we've actually bothered printing out over the years and have in frames and have around are kind of the annual castle shot. It is so iconic and it is something, just that one shot you look at and you look back and it kind of encapsulates the whole holiday that you had a great time while you were there. And if you're really lucky, you get to book in one of the restaurants early in the morning and so you can get up to... Yes, if you can book in restaurants before park opening now this has changed slightly Mm. it used to be the case that if you booked into those restaurants before park opening you could actually get onto main street whilst there was no one there Um, you'd go in the side entrance at at one end and into the park and you'd be on main street and you'd get your photo taken with absolutely nobody else in the photo in the background now they've changed things slightly but it does mean that if you're booked in say for a very early breakfast at be our guest you go further round to the side of the plaza and there is still an area you go to where there is no one else and you can get photos side angle of you the castle no one else there and around the back of the castle as well and around the back you can take fantasy land as well and also on main street there's little things that first of all when you're going in you probably don't notice but as you become more seasoned uh, travellers that going in, those are the things then you stop and notice as well, like the Dapper Dance and the Trolley Show. And the Mayor. 
and the mayor. And it's just nice how you can, it can make your experience unique, can't it? Yeah. And it's just a special little thing that it's nice to take the time out of what you were doing and just stop and take it in. Because one of, one of the ones on my list was the little surprises that you find around every corner. Magic Kingdom's so big they can throw in so many little things everywhere. So, yes, you've got the Dapper Dans and you've got... Um, the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom was another one. Um, but as you go further out, then you also have the Rapunzel bathrooms, which might sound a bit boring, <laughs> but actually you go there and it's stunning, isn't it? And it's a nice little place to stop and take in and go, and, and then Disney. And, <laughs> and then at the night. the hidden Pascals all around. Yeah. And then in the night, of course, you can have your lantern shot. Mm-hmm. You can go at dusk and there's photopass photographers there and you actually get to hold a Rapunzel lantern and have your photographs taken. And the little um, hidden pavilion near Liberty Square where they do meet and greets that not a lot of people know about, so it's normally quite quiet. Uh, They've had Tiana, uh, Mary Poppins, quite a few unique little little people to to go and meet around there, some characters. So So When when people plan their holidays, they tend to plan what big rides they want to do. And for some people, they go to the parks and all they're focused on is the big rides. Oh, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. We've done the parking out. Magic Kingdom is not really about those rides. Yes, they're there. Yes, you'll do them. It is about all the little experiences and all the moments along the way. When you look back on your holiday, you won't really be thinking about and remembering, oh, do you remember going on Big Thunder Mountain. If if you've really done Magic Kingdom, you will have had moments and things. Those are the things that you will treasure in, in years to come. Like Peter Pan holding your hand and walking you across Fantasyland, for mm. example. Or... Like Mary Poppins junk, jumping into a chalk painting with you. Yeah. yeah. So that leads us on nicely to the next one, and that's theming. So do you want to say back? Um, I would say that Disney has always been amazing at theming and making you feel immersed and making sure that the experience is that every single little detail in the park is carefully thought out and relevant to what they want the story to be because that's the thing with the the Disney parks they're all stories really um and what i love personally is how as you go into different um lands within magic kingdom the theming is so distinct and everything changes as you go into each of these areas so if you're crossing over the bridge from the centre of Magic Kingdom into Adventureland, the plants slowly get more and more tropical. The uh, fence get, slowly becomes more um, wooden and bamboo-y from, from the original like white picket fence kind of look that it originally is. And it's the same for every section. It's just so smooth of a transition that... You won't notice it unless you look for it. It feels hotter in Adventureland <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. And that's down to the theming. Mm-hmm. Every detail changes. Yeah. Every detail of the park changes. You go from, you have different flooring. They, they, it's, it's themed as you go around that different lands, the, the actual ground is different. You have different lights. You have different trash cans. You have everything is for that land. If they couldn't take something out of one land and put it in another land, it would look out of place and you would notice the difference. Every detail matches 
where it's supposed to be and Magic Kingdom does that so much more and so much better than any of the other parks. Little fun fact. <laughs> um, Disney is so dedicated to their theming, you will not find a single bathroom in Liberty Square. So not necessarily fun fact if you're trying to find a bathroom in Liberty Square. <laughs> but because they wouldn't have had them back in those days and people would have gone to the loo in the middle of the street, <laughs> you cannot find a single bathroom in Liberty Square. And if you've ever wondered why on Liberty Square, when you look at the ground, it's kind of like a you're walking through a channel of path as you walk through. That is what that channel represents. So you might want to step out to the side of that channel. <laughs> I'm going to pick up on a nicer bit of theming. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I'm going to stay in Fantasyland and all those beautiful colours. And there's a little shop in there that Charlie takes us into Every time we don't buy anything generally in there. It's Sir Mickey's just as you come into Fantasyland. But he just loves inside. You'll see the giant. Is it Willie the Giant? Mm, from yeah. Mickey and the Beanstalk. From Mickey and the Beanstalk. And if you look up, you'll see the beanstalk growing. And then there's a, um, a figure of Minnie in mm. a sort of um, princess. medieval princess yeah. outfit. And you will see the giant almost like lifting the roof up, peeping through. There's it's just amazing. Every single detail, yeah. As, as is the boutique that is directly across from that one as well, over the other side in there. The, the theming inside the shop as well as outside is is very dedicated. Another uh, great element of the theming has got to be the queues. Some of the most entertaining queues you actually get in Magic Kingdom because you are waiting a long time in some some for some rides, like... Uh, Peter Pan and stuff but actually there's so much there to keep you entertained you've got lots of interactive elements to play with and yeah I've I've heard a lot of good things about um about uh Seven Doors Mine Train Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan yeah it's it's one of the funny things because we always manage to fast pass those ones we very often miss those elements of the queues, we've we've done the actual queues for one or two of them. Um, but there's one or two that we haven't done the queue for that we kind of go, we could do with a short queue one day just so we can actually go through the queue. Um, I remember it was only last year uh, when we were there for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, so the queues were short, that me and Charlie did... The queue for Peter Pan. It's a lovely queue. Maybe less lovely if, in, if you're in it for 75 minutes than if you're in it for 10 minutes, but it is a lovely queue. We, we took longer going through the queue. We let people through and pass because we were just enjoying the queue for a while. Yeah, it's nice. It's unusual to hear we enjoyed the queue. So <laughs> chalk that one up. Leading us on then to the cast members who actually work in Magic Kingdom, who are a special breed. They must love their job. They are absolutely amazing and, and all of them go above and beyond from people who are sweeping up the rubbish off the street and who are still painting at the same time. They get water, they get like their brush and paint water pictures and things like that. Oh, yeah. To the suits who stop and pin trade with your little ones and we've had that as well. Nothing is too much trouble. We've, over the years on occasion, we've had special service from cast members that we've gone to town hall uh, to... It's town hall, it's city hall. City hall to tell them that we've had such good service and to 
give plaudits to a cast member. Um, I think once we've done that in any of the other parks, all the other times it's been Magic Kingdom, uh, they just take such care of guests and love their job so much. And I'm going to include PhotoPass photographers in that as well. Um, last year we had a, I can't remember his name, he was amazing, but he posed us in such different ways mm. and created some really wonderful photographs. There was He took photographs of us trying to take a selfie and it was just lovely. It's one we use a lot. And that poor man was in the hottest section of the park because it was in front of the castle in one of the little green sitting areas one of the little parks and it was so hot and he took so much time with every single family that came through and that's just above and beyond isn't it and we saw him again another day and he did a fantastic job with us another day and we were actually then looking out for him to see whether he was around anywhere to see if we could get good shots with him because he did really good non-standard kind of shots that are the ones that are a little bit different that you remember. Yeah. The other one I want to mention was the lady at the Stitch meet and greet. And Charlie does not like the old ride, the uh, Alien Encounter. Alien Encounter, as it was, but it was the Stitch one, wasn't Stitch it? Stitch's Great Escape. So he, and Sti- that's obviously closed. Charlie couldn't understand that it was closed, but Stitch was meeting and greeting inside and he was terrified to go in the building. And he'd he'd run up and have a peep and run away again. But the cast member could see what was happening. And she just took him in, didn't she? Mm. And said, come this way, took him straight up. And met Stitch and had the most amazing encounter with him. Mm. So they go above and beyond. I think my cast member shout out would be from a good couple of years ago, actually, when I did Bibbity Bobbity Boutique with my older cousin, Sophie. Um... And the pair of us were done up like uh, Cinderella and Snow White. We were we were dressed up because this was before we knew we weren't allowed to dress up anymore. We were still <laughs> in that age. We were still that age, and um, we went into the Disney Emporium um, along Main Street. And this woman came up to us and went, "Oh, it's the princesses!" And she paraded us through the whole shop singing along <laughs> saying oh it's the princesses and just made us feel so special that was so lovely of her ah, remember that see okay and also the they're not cast members they are real people like gaston and you know I oh, yes. yeah yes. so you know, let's just not go there okay mm-hmm. but let's just give them a quick but mention some of them have been wonderful yes absolutely so next shows and parades I love the Festival of Fantasy Parade. I wish it wasn't at three o'clock in the afternoon when it's quite as hot as it is. Um, It'd be nice if it was at a slightly cooler time of day if such a thing exists in (laughs) Florida. But the chance to get close to and see so many of your favourite characters with the wonderful music and the wonderful floats and everything all together, it is a wonderful half hour or so to stand out and watch that parade yeah i agree and i love the castle show that is that has always been my favorite i think every every show they've done i've loved pretty much um and at the minute it's i always want to call it friendship it's magic and that's not because that's from my little pony (laughs) friendship fair friendship fair i think it's called and it's all about the three newer princesses so it's rapunzel uh 
She's got a dream. <laughs> Tiana. And Anna and Elsa. And Anna, of course it's Anna and Elsa. They don't, they don't seem to let it go at any point, do they? Oh, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> but they are three very good films and very lovely prince well four very lovely princesses so it's just nice for them to have their own time and it's always such a feel good i mean it's mushy and it's you know it's everybody loves everybody and it's happily ever after which leads me on to my choice but i gotta throw in before you do your choice the perfect disney moment for me every time i go is when minnie goes at the end of that show remember we love you I just go, oh. do you need a tissue now <laughs> i'm all right okay <laughs> which leads me on to mine of course everyone's favorite happily ever after which is then their newer nighttime spectacular and it is spectacular basically fireworks projections on the castle lasers yeah, music that will make you cry. Mm-hmm. The music is wonderful. Um, the first time we experienced Happily Ever After, we actually only experienced the music um, with the fireworks from a distance because the first time we experienced it, we were actually stood in the Grand Floridian on the Pontoon, dock yeah. over there. Um, it was actually in a part of the holiday when we weren't actually due to go to the Disney parks. We just happened to be staying at the Grand Floridian one night before we went uh, out to the coast and it was wonderful from that distance mm. we've done it from on a boat in Bay Lake in Bay Lake Seven Seas Lagoon okay and we've done it from there and that's been wonderful from out there as well but there's nothing like seeing it close enough in the park and you you do need to be close enough to really see it to, to enjoy it. It's, it's not like Wishes where you could be well back on Main Street. You need to be right down forward of Casey's Corner to actually enjoy it. Yeah, you properly. have to be in front of the castle for a change because with Wishes as well, you could be over in Frontierland and it wouldn't be quite the same, but you'd still get, yeah. you get a lot of it. But you need to see the projections on the castle for it to just fully have the experience isn't it yeah and don't forget after happily ever after there's mrs potts's once upon a time as well they're yeah. worth seeing too so she lovely. tells sort of good night stories and you get again projections on the castle and fireworks too so okay last one over to becky um of course i'm a big fan of walt <laughs> as, as walt. we all are <laughs> and um the thing about Magic Kingdom was it was Walt's last big project before he sadly passed away and he didn't even get to see it finished but there is so much of him in Magic Kingdom his uh, desire for everything to be for the whole family so for the parents and the kids and for it to just be a magical experience for everyone and not only that there's so much history in there because you've got the World Fair ride still, still kicking around it's yeah, just lovely to sort of have Walt in I think Epcot comes a close second, but yes. yeah, Magic Kingdom is embodies Walt and his vision, I think. And I agree. It's the one part more than the other that any other that has stayed true to that vision. They haven't brought in lots and lots of big rides. They haven't taken the temptation to bring in the big blockbuster experiences. A lot of what you experience there is still the same things that were there from the very early days. Some of the things that are there are still the things... I had a friend when I was in school 
who was lucky enough to go to Walt Disney World back then, and the things that he enjoyed then and told me about then and they had on their photos, they're the same things that we go and enjoy and love now because they're those kind of timeless, uh, not big uh, technology things and whatever. They are just the things that all the family can just enjoy together. It's like Utopia. You tell me a kid who never wants to drive a car when they're little. Everybody in the world wants to drive a car. So in Walt Disney World, in Magic Kingdom, you can get to do that. And your adult is sitting next to you and you've got that steering wheel and pedal. For, for those of you who are wondering, Autopia is the Disneyland Paris version <gasps> of Tomorrowland Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got chills then, though, before like, you lot talking about all the how little it's changed because obviously i've not i can't have the same experience of what it was like plus 20 years ago because i've been only going for the past decade or so decade and a half so yeah it's it's really um amazing to hear that kind of side of it as well okay so those are the things we absolutely love about magic kingdom Stay tuned, and we're going to tell you about the things that drive us a bit nuts. So it's bye for now from Kath. And Bob. And Becky. Oh, thank you, Kath, Bob and Becky Watson, for a great rundown on the positives of Magic Kingdom. Next week, we will hear from Kath, Bob and Becky about the negatives of Magic Kingdom. So, well, when they say negatives, they're not so good things about Magic Kingdom. Right. Don't forget, if you want to send clips into the show, all you've got to do is record them on your smartphone, email them to me at peterharper776 at aol.com. And if they're clean, they will be included in the shows. Don't forget, you can do shout-outs, birthday wishes, anything at all like that. It's not just Orlando, you can include Disneyland Paris, because we do have the Disneyland Paris info zone, of course. Uh, Yeah, basically anything to do with Disneyland Paris, uh, Orlando, Tim's asking about Hong Kong. Yeah, why not? We'll throw a bit of Hong Kong in as well. Let's just have some uh, interesting clips. You know, we can have different sections of the show. Most of it will be Orlando, but we'll throw in specials like Hong Kong, etc. Right. Who feels like walking on sunshine? I do.
Oh yes, Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. I absolutely love that tune. It's always been my theme tune. When we first started OIC Radio, that was the theme tune for the show and it's still hanging round. Right, after a little bit of discussion, uh, we've decided we're going to have a special interest section of the show uh, where we look at parks outside of Orlando, uh, around the world, you know, We've got uh, California, we've got Hong Kong, we've got Singapore, we've got, we've got them everywhere. And we're going to have a little section of the show where we're going to have reviews on different parts of those parks and just to give a special interest to the show. Right, normally we'd have been finished this show 15 minutes ago, but we're still going. Uh, I think we've run out of clips. Anybody got any interesting clips? No? Okay. We'll just have to listen to Mandy Bryson then. Mandy's done us a little clip here, so... <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. It's Mandy here. My goodness, how come it's Thursday again so quickly? That last week has gone in a flash. Just dipping in tonight very quickly because Peter's hassling me for radio clips. No, I'm only joking. It's just to cover a few bits of information on what's been going on across the groups this week. So, first thing, the big shout out is the shopping page on Orlando Bust. Orlando Bust Shop Till You Drop hit a thousand members on Monday. That was a massive success. Page has only been going on since November and we're all really delighted with that reaching 1,000 on Monday. Tim Tinsley also joined us as admin who you will probably already know from other groups. He has got a massive amount of experience to bring to the group. Been holidaying in Orlando for a long, long time. Puts up a lot of information that is really useful to members. And he's been putting his man spin on the shopping page which has been so fun this week as well. So hopefully all our, our male shoppers or secret shoppers lurking in the background will join in a bit more now fabulous alison white also joined us today she's a fellow shopping queen long-standing orlando holiday lover been going since 1992 with around 15 trips under her belt so really looking forward to what her experience will bring to the groups too now orlando vacation radio covers all orlando related groups so out with the peter empire peter harper empire even We've got a little bit of news on the hubby, Andrew, also known as Victor. Now, he joined Mark Scott's group, the Orlando Restaurant Guide, a few weeks ago as a moderator. Uh, he's a massive foodie and he's been doing some reviews and blogs, etc. On, on Mark's group. So that's been going really well and he's really enjoying that. But he's also a massive roller coaster fan. And he's always been talking about doing his own little page to do with the coasters, which he got off the ground last night with a little bit of help from me. So his group's called Orlando Roller Coaster Review and it's aimed at people who are from right from total and roller coaster enthusiasts right to people who probably like me, a bit scared of trying the roller coasters, want to know a wee bit more about them. So the group's very, very focused on the rides and attractions and the coasters in Orlando and Florida. So hopefully you can all join in there, spread your, your wisdom on the coasters and the rides and have a lot of fun on that group too. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye. Oh, thank you, Mandy. I was only joking. Of course, your clips are interesting. Um, yeah, that was the last clip of the show. But uh, 
yeah I'm gonna play a little bit of music for a bit because I'm enjoying it uh, I want to thank everybody who sent clips into the show please 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 keep sending your clips in without you this show wouldn't exist so I do appreciate it but if you want to stay around with me a little bit and just have a chat in the chat room and listen to some music I would appreciate it we're going to start off with the Eagles and take it easy Yes, the Eagles. You can't beat the Eagles. 
Right. We still have a few people in the chat room, so that's good to see. I want to say goodbye to Tim Tinsley, who's had to go off. Thank you, Tim, for sharing the show around the groups. Always appreciated. And for your clips. Uh, I want to say hello to Sue Sutherland, who's still with us, Mandy Bryson, Amanda Coleman, and whoever else is in the chat room. Please say hello to me so I know you're there. Let's have a little bit of Rod Stewart.
Of course, that was Maggie May by Rod Stewart. Mandy Bryson in the chat room's just been telling us that it reminds her of her drunken antics a few years ago. Ah, I think she's drunk all the time, to be honest, uh, but that's just me. Right, we're going to move straight on with a little bit of David Essex. Do you want to hold me close? <laughs>
yes, David Essex and Hold Me Close. No, you're not listening to Radio 2. This is Orlando Vacation Radio. And after a brilliant show with lots of great clips, we're having a wind-down session. So we're just relaxing with a little bit of music and a little bit of banter in the chat room. So feel free to join in the chat and, yeah, relax. We're going to go on with a little bit of Pilot and January.
yes, that was January by Pilot. I want to say goodnight to Amanda Coleman, who's having to hit the sack, because she's a little bit tired. I want to say goodnight to Mandy Bryson, who also has got lots of things to do. And to Sue Sutherland, our lovely weather girl, says goodnight to everybody. Right, we're going to finish off with a little bit of Lionel Richie all night long. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. It's been a great show. It's been great not to be limited on time. And for everybody who took part and sent in clips, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the chat room's been good tonight, so hope to see you next week, Thursday night at 8 o'clock, for another great show here on Orlando Vacation Radio. This is Peter Harper saying good night with Lionel Richie all night long.
Good night, everybody. Have a great week and stay safe till next Thursday. Bye. Orlando InfoPod, the podcast for all things Orlando. Do you love vacationing in the magical world of Orlando, Florida? Do you need information, news, laughter? Well, this is the podcast for you. We have news, views, and information that will help you have the best vacation ever. Available on eight platforms. Find us on Facebook for all the links.